<laughs> I'm like, what just f***ing happened? So I think it was a mythical creature. <laughs> I think that's what a goblin is. <laughs> I think it's a really fat girl that like hides in caves and waits for sad guys that need to come and then goes on apps, seeks them out, and then she had the tablecloth because it's like her favorite meal. And she's like, I'm about to eat. And then she... Oh, that's why she was so excited. She ate and then she disappeared back into the night to hibernate for another six months until she needs it. Are we recording and everything? I believe so. Okay, I'll hit this guy. Yeah, get the audio. You want to do a quick mic check? Mic check, one, two, one, two. I'm here. Yo. <laughs> yeah, I'm here. <laughs> I did it. I'm here. <laughs> Made it up the stairs, everybody. He's good to go. Dear fucking God. <laughs> okay, you ready to go? Yep. Cool. Uh, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Jimmy Clifford Show. I'm your host, Jimmy Clifford, here with my illustrious co-host... Greg DePaul. And our fantastic producer... JJ. And our incredible guest... Mike Eaton. Oh, what up, Mike? <laughs> yeah. Welcome, baby. How you doing? I'm fucking great, man. I'm so glad I made it here. Dude, I'm so glad you made it, too. We have a, I know you were appreciating the GBC's book. They're hilarious. Yeah. They didn't even try. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it's awesome. Was, actually, they tried a lot. It was a lot of late nights with takeout. Yeah. yeah. A lot I, of effort went into that piece of art right there. The acknowledgements were the best part. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you guys gave me some hints. X is for X is, <laughs> of course, like, unbelievable. Yep. But the the line like thank you for the constant advice yeah that was definitely like I like <laughs> it was thanks babe <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate the constant advice <laughs> that was the claw back you on do that. that for your wife when you do your special like thanks yeah. for the constant advice yeah so thanks cunt that's <laughs> 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 you know that's a special name right there yeah, <laughs> thanks, <right>? cunt. <laughs> to my wife thanks cunt. <laughs> <laughs> It's a perfect uh, special. She gets it. She's cool. <laughs> she is very cool. Yeah. Like, your wife, she hangs around the club all the time, and mm -hmm. but like she totally fits in within the comics. Dude, she goes when I'm not there. Yeah. I was out of town doing shows. She's like, I'm going to go hang out at Creek. How did that work out? How did you guys even meet? We met at a wedding. A wedding? Uh, who's, yeah. Who's wedding? So, a buddy of mine that I've known forever, he was like one of the first people to actually support me when I like started trying stand-up. He was getting married in the middle of nowhere in Colorado, and because it was like the middle of the pandemic, they just rented out a ranch. So we all went out there and like helped them set up their wedding to have on the ranch and then just partied there for a few days. Oh shit, so this happened during the middle of the pandemic? Yeah. When we, did you we get met married? August of 2020. Oh, that's crazy, a pandemic wife. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, and then we got married October of 2020. <gasps> what? <laughs> yeah. You guys don't know this? I did not know that. No, I didn't know it was that soon. I talk about it on stage. It was 64 days after we met, we got married. Wow. Yeah. So at the time, she was working at this place called Uchiko. Dope Sushi really good, so good really good so she was there uh and in the middle of covid if you had like any of these specific symptoms you got excluded for work for 10 days so she wasn't allowed to go to work for 10 days so I was like, let's just go to california we flew out and we were hanging out in santa monica and just kind of going around eating food and then we were both like well what if we just like drove to vegas and got married so we did and we drove to Vegas, and we went to the One Love Wedding Chapel. Oh shit! That's like an Elvis like thing, 12. or what? No, it was a like a very large black woman named Nature. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, she ruled. <laughs> oh, dude, it was so funny. So our wedding song. She loves country music, and it's fine with me. But it was a song from the wedding. Is uh, Tyler Childers' "All Yearn" mm -hmm. or "Yearn"? 
but it's Y-O-U-R apostrophe N. But I, the way I was saying it to nature when she was like, what do you want for the song? I was like, all urine. All, like all urine. <laughs> she's like, you want a piss song at your wedding? I was like, I don't. It's a country guy. Just type it in. I promise it's sweet. <laughs> no, were you like the always wanted to get married kind of guy or no? Uh, I mean, I, I just, uh, whatever. It, I'm pretty go with the flow. I just... <laughs> Everyone knows that's how you need to get married. Yeah. Going We're not there. talking about like, do you want pizza or do you want Chinese? It's, like, about, hey. the it's about the same. It's about the same. You want marriage or not marriage? Yeah. Two oh choices. Oh my God. The thing was, I'd been in a serious relationship before. And then that one, it was like pretty clear. Like we were not a good match. Mm-hmm. So we went our separate ways. And then I just spent like a few years really just laying pipe, just <laughs> fucking as much as possible, yeah. just anything I could. Then I got out to L.A. and I did OK there, but it was like I just wanted to focus on comedy. Like that's that's all I really care about. And then I met her and she it was, it was like such a really easy relationship. Yeah. Like there, wasn't, there wasn't any like real hard parts to it to figure out other than the distance at the beginning. But it just it was such a nice uh, like connection and relationship that it was like, you know, and we just kept connecting on like a deeper, deeper level. I was like, yeah, I mean, fuck it. I'm going to marry this person. It's amazing. What if the world ends? Who gives a shit? I would rather if the world ends that I'm married and the world didn't end. And now we're still married and it's great. But here's the thing. That's a a phenomenal story that you have, because it's like, you know, that's the the romantic story that all the Mm -hmm. girls are like, oh, my God. It's also like the most millennial story in the world, because the first night we ever hooked up, I was on a lot of drugs uh, okay. so it's my buddy's wedding and this guy's walking around at the wedding like after party with this big bowl of mushrooms and he goes hey do you want some mushrooms and i just grabbed a handful and threw them in my face nice so three and a half four grams somewhere in there but uh, enough to lock. fuck you up quite it's a lock. bit yeah, no, do it. so about an hour hour and a half later i'm still sitting on the same couch with Brittany, and we've been talking this whole time and the dude comes back to check on me and he's like hey man are you okay and i grab more mushrooms and I ate them and he's like what the fuck <laughs> So I started tripping and like uh, walked off and got lost and then like came back and and Brittany was like, do you need help? And I was like, I do. I don't know where I'm going. And then I ended up eating her ass the first time we ever hooked up. She's like, he's a keeper. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like millennial like love story. Damn. Uh, Now, are you a good at tripping or no? Yeah. Yeah. I, I have to be in the right. Like I'm more deliberate about it now than I was before. Mm-hmm. Like I don't like doing it in big social settings. I don't want to do it and go to Latchkey, for example, on a Sunday. It's a fun time. I like seeing all my friends there. But if I'm on a bunch of acid yeah. and I see by chance somebody important that I want to talk to, my brain's going to have a meltdown and there is nowhere to go to be comfortable. Yeah. Like you see a guy you're like, oh, I want to be on his show. Well, fuck him. On yeah. Like a headliner is in town for yeah. fucking Rogan. I'm like, hey, can I have you on Giggle Boys? And it's like, uh, uh. <laughs> I don't want to be retarded yeah, yeah. Dude uh, I did mushrooms one time I Just one ever? Well I did a little bit Like a little mm-hmm. little oh, bit with, Ni- with Nick and Greg And we went to Midget Wrestling yeah. Awesome <laughs> Yeah Fantastic perfect awesome. Do a little mushrooms. Perfect Second time I did it A lot it, of laughter for that one I bet Oh dude it was so nice It was yeah. incredible Second time I did it I only had like a good experience First time I'm like This is gonna be great So I took a lot more nice. Horrible Yeah Horrible I was with this girl and how well did you know the girl? Like, a couple months. Just, okay. I, I've known her for a couple mm-hmm. months, but I kept hallucinating that she was the Mucinex man from the commercials. <laughs> and so she would try to come on to me, and I was like, hmm. yeah. <laughs> it was not fun. She's not like, dead. she's like, what do you want me to do? And I was like, I want you to call Greg. Call, <laughs> call Greg on the phone right now. I want you to get this mucus out of my chest and then leave. Okay? <laughs> oh, my God. I did not like it. I did not like it. Because she kept looking out the window, and she goes, I think the cops are here. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> We're in my apartment. I'm like, they're not here. <laughs> <laughs> oh that my sucks. god, not no fun. <coughs> you do have to be careful with them. 
Because the more you do, the harder it is to control what's going on. Because it, it's just attaching a rocket ship to your brain. So your thoughts are going to like be rocket powered. They're going to go all different directions. Yeah. And if you have like a problem with intrusive thoughts, like I do, mm-hmm. if someone hands me a baby, my first thought is spike that baby. <laughs> <laughs> that's just the way my brain works. Dude. <laughs> They'd be like, oh, look at this baby. Like, oh! That's just the first thing that goes in my head. If yeah. I'm on the third floor, I looked around. I was like, wee, you know, swan dive. Yeah. That's just, yeah. If I'm at a high height, so... For acid and mushrooms, I have to be very aware of that because I'm going to have a lot of those. Yeah. And I remember like, hey, those are just silly. You know, yeah. <laughs> those are things we do. You know? <laughs> I uh, love the two little mics sitting on his shoulder. Like, we don't do that much. <laughs> yes, we do. Yes, we do. Get him a snake tattoo. Get him a snake tattoo. <laughs> that dude, that's for real why I stopped doing Xanax. Oh, uh, that's so mm-hmm. funny. That's one of my favorite stories, though. Because here's the thing. I work as a tech guy at the Creek and I just sit in the back of the comedy club and I hear you guys do your sets over and over and over again but there's certain people that I can always listen to them because it's like a fun story even when I know it yeah that's how I feel about you and that's how I feel about Dean yeah just like I'm always like I know exactly where this is going but I'm enjoying the ride but it's fun it's yeah. like watching super bad over and over again you yeah know? <laughs> that's why I switched to stories is because yeah. it's there's there's so much more there to do it because you can punch up a story mm-hmm. and you can also just lie <laughs> like, like, yeah. like there's a lot of truth but you can just add fake shit in there but do you know <laughs> and what the hard part about stories is is once you start it you're committed yeah and like I can recollect at least three different five minute stories yeah so if you're doing like a, there was a showcase yesterday he's doing a five minute set if it's not going well at the beginning then you're kind of fucked how often do you set. get like stuck in a story you're like ah fuck i started this it happened to me yesterday in bastrop uh <laughs> i was doing 20 minutes to open for a partially deaf comedy magician uh, <laughs> Wait, <what>? yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was part of the yeah. comedy? Yeah, no, that's that's what he does. His name's Jake Daniels. He's a very nice guy, but he does comedy and magic. Part of his act? Well, he does have two herring eggs in. And if I were to do my best impression, it would be something close to this. Because well, he, like what? he has naturally 30% hearing. So he's got hearing aids and they kick him up to 70%. But yeah, is that's wild. Yeah, it's interesting. And you know how some comedians have ticks. Yeah. Where yeah. you'll say like um or oh or or some people say hey or like um or specific pauses that they'll repeat too much. His thing is, ladies and gentlemen, and I've been working with him for three days now, and so all I can hear in my dreams is, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. But he, he's a very fun guy and cool to work with. But he's been doing shows. He does small towns mm-hmm. all over the country. That's pretty cool, though. So Friday night, we went to LaSalle. The last 30 minutes of the drive, me and John have no service, and we're driving through cornfields on dirt roads with numbers. And then we finally pull up to a like manufactured building with plywood walls that says, The Shack. And that is where we perform. <laughs> the first person we met introduced herself said, I'm Skittles. I used to be a bartender here. They fired me because I had to go to jail. <laughs> like, what is she doing there now? She just hangs out with her boyfriend, the second person we met, who <laughs> said, I'm Jerry Garcia. I got all 10 fingers. Look. <laughs> Show us that he had all his fingers. So, yeah, it's, it was an adventure. I can't imagine being named Skittles getting fired from a bar and then just like well this is where i ended up so yeah well to be fair in LaSalle, there is 
that bar. So yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like. Also, they only serve beer, but it's a bring your own liquor. And Jerry Garcia was sitting there with a huge bottle of Jack Daniels. Like not like a handle, like yeah. a bigger than a handle okay. bottle. Like a magnum <laughs> bottle for special occasions yeah. that was like his daily drinker. <laughs> and you're like, oh, that's why he's proud of the fact that he has 10 fingers. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so the last show we did was in Bastrop and I started talking about, it was also based on a real story. I have a friend that was talking about her daughter getting bullied mm. in school. And I was like, let me help. That sounds like so much fun. <laughs> She's like, that's a terrible idea. But the school that she was going to did nothing. So the girl kept getting bullied. And so I saw her one day and she was like, all right, what do you have in mind to help? And I was like, let me bully that kid through your daughter. Like, <laughs> I'm just going to give your daughter instructions on how to be like a top tier bully. Yeah. <laughs> the first thing I had her do was raise her hand and have her teacher repeat everything. The kid's name was Sean. And he was very short. I was like, perfect. That's going to be so much fun. So she raised her hand, has the teacher repeat everything. And then when she was like, so it's like, Grace, you know, what, what's the problem? Why do you repeat everything? And you go, I'm worried it's all going over Sean's head because he's so short. He's eight, dude. (laughs) He's gonna have to Google how to kill himself. Like, uh, what is depression? I have it now. Like, (laughs) she's like, fuck, this eight year old's really witty. (laughs) There's no way the teacher's gonna have any idea what to say back. Like, principles now, you know, which is what happened. She's principal now. I'm fucking 30 so years good. old and I get a call from like a middle school principal in fucking Ohio. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, this fucking bitch snitched. I'm on Sean's team now. <laughs> Fuck you, Grace. <laughs> oh my God. But, but I started telling that story and when I got to the part where I said, can you repeat everything? I'm worried it's all going over his head because he's so short. Yeah. The crowd got grumpy. They were like, mm. there's a bunch of short people. No, they were all seem normal height. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what specifically you was must their be issue. this tall to appreciate this joke. Yeah, for real. <laughs> so I had there's two more tags to it that are things that I, I didn't get the chance to say. But in the story I tell on stage, I do is where like I wanted her to spread a rumor that his parents were too poor to get a full size kid, so they adopted <laughs> him. Because <laughs> that's great. Dude. That is great. I want to make a school shooter. Like I want to be. I want to be in a manifesto. You know, it's <laughs> cool. But yeah, I had to bail on that, and it's terrifying. Oh fuck. Okay, so I also I wanted you to tell Greg and JJ just give me like any of the the tattoo stories because you got a bunch of them. Oh man, so the snake is my favorite yeah, one because I I made Snickers of it. It says that I, one right there. Yeah, so it says I've made him a snake. <laughs> uh, and <laughs> where, where did you get that one? So that one, I it was the first comedy festival I got accepted to was the Portland Comedy Festival. I was living in L.A. and me and another comic, Melissa Poteet, are driving from L.A. to Portland. So I think it's like a 16, 17 hour drive if you go straight through. We also both had shows the night we left. So it's 1130, 12 o'clock. I pick her up in like downtown Hollywood and then we start driving to Portland. So 10, 11 hours into the drive, I'm starting to get sleepy. I'm like, all right, Alyssa, you drive now. I get in the passenger seat and I didn't take into account that she was a woman. And so her driving was going to terrify me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I am on the brink of exhaustion, just like, uh, ah, ah, ah. like just my worst nightmare is yeah. a woman driving. You know? Yeah. And we're going 80, 85, 90 yeah. down yeah. highways through beautiful trees, and I can't appreciate any of it. Mm. So I'm scared for my life. Just white knuckling uh, it the whole time. Yeah. So thankfully, I had a bunch of Xanax, so I ate a bunch of Xanax. You know, I was like, ah, Xanax, let's, let's fix it. So I ate, I think, just two milligrams, but that's enough to, like, Put you in a coma if you're not drinking. And I sleep. I 
remember vaguely waking up when we check into the hotel when we get there. I go to my room. I, I guess at some point I had grabbed a six pack of White Claws and I start drinking. And that's really the last thing I remember. <laughs> I, I have a blip, like a little blip of getting to the welcome party for the thing and yeah. like checking in. I remember that where it was feeling like I shouldn't be this fucked up around people. And I remember being like, I should go. And that's really the last thing. And I woke up the next day in my hotel room with this snake on and my Did you have hand. to do a show that night? I did. I had three shows that day. <laughs> oh, I, I, so I didn't do any shows while I was blacked out because it was just a welcoming night. Yeah. So I go and I meet everybody. Apparently, it was very charming. They all <laughs> like, Everybody liked me a whole lot. And then what I thought was, oh, I'll just leave, was me saying, hey, let's all go have fun. <laughs> so I took people with me. Instead of avoiding the party and talking to people, I was like, let's bring the, the party. party with me. And we started bar hopping through Portland. So I had in my phone, do you ever black out? Yeah. 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 So, you know, like the next day when you wake up, you like start looking through your phone for clues. Like, mm -hmm. I hadn't taken any pictures or videos, which is like, fuck, okay. But I had opened my notes app and I never closed any of my apps. So that's my other timeline. And I see the notes app and I have typed like 20 different names and numbers and locations. <laughs> and they're just people like saying, hey, call this person so you can go here. So I have no idea what any of it was about <laughs> yeah. like, whatsoever. No yeah. idea. And Alyssa said after like two or three bars, most of the comedy people were like, we're going to stay here and then go back and talk to the comedy people. And I just soldiered on with the locals that I found. Okay. And I ended up, I found the tattoo artist. His name is Adam Craven. He said I walked in there and I wanted a snake wrapped around my thumb. And he convinced me that was a bad idea and that it wouldn't look good and just to put it on my hand. And that I just, I was like, I've made a mistake. <laughs> and I kept saying mistake and laughing. And he was like, I'm going to do it. <laughs> That's pretty cool. <laughs> That's hilarious. What was the first tattoo? That was the first like blackout tattoo that I got. My first tattoo was... Uh, this terrible one on my tit. Okay, uh, what is that of? The number's 291 in the shape of a heart with wings. Uh, real gay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> real, real gay. When I was like 19, I went to this therapeutic, like emotional intelligence training thing. And Clearly worked. Yeah, well, I mean, like it, it definitely helped me to be like very empathetic. Yeah. Um, and like I learned a lot about just the way people's emotions work. And that was my class number there. And one of the guys in my class was a veteran. And he was getting over a lot of like real crazy PTSD shit. And this was how he worked through it. And we'd done a lot of work together. So the last night before we graduated, I had him do that. Oh, he did it. Yeah. So he, I got it at like the 10th floor of a Crown Plaza Hotel in Arlington. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, damn. Yeah. Now, before that tattoo, what was like young Mike Eaton like? Pretty different. I was a really big asshole. Mm -hmm. um, Which is, I don't see that. So like I try to be very nice today and considerate of people. You can still kind of see it when I get just tanked. Yeah. Where mm -hmm. I'm like just like, ah. But it's never like ill intention. But yeah. when I was younger, parents got like divorced when I was two, and then they were both pretty broke and working all the time. So all of like my formative years, I was like super attention hungry mm -hmm. and going to private Catholic school where they're like, "Shut the fuck up." Yeah, uh, they do that there. Yeah, so it's a bummer. Uh, <laughs> it's one of their favorite things to yeah, do. <laughs> yeah, and it's like their favorite for sure. <laughs> they hate. They, they don't like solving problems. They like just pushing them down. Yeah, yeah. or your head as a little boy. They're like just yeah, pushing yeah, it down. Yeah. <laughs> Stop talking and suck my dick. You know? like, these nuns are weird. Yeah. What's a school of trans nuns? Yeah. <laughs> Brother, sister, Mary. Nice to see you. Dude, that would be so funny if you were like, I want to be a priest, but I'm a woman, but I know that I want to be a priest. So you get like a mechanical dick. 
Yeah, just say like I want to be something fucking done. Like, <laughs> I want to be the top guy. I want to be a loser. I want to be in charge. Girl Pope, dude. <laughs> I want a trans Pope. <laughs> Tune in this fall for trans Pope on ABC. <laughs> yes. Pope John Paulina, dude. <laughs> That's what I want. Holy shit. Uh... <laughs> so Catholics will sucked and they're, very, <laughs> and they're very mean So I became like an attention whore and a class clown And then my dad By the time I was like 10, 11 Had gotten very rich And we moved in like A couple doors down from the Jonas Brothers Okay what do he do? He's a tax attorney Okay. So, You're an LA boy, right? No, I'm from North Texas. Oh, no shit. Yeah. No, I'm from like the Dallas Fort Worth area. Okay. I lived in LA for two years, and that's where a lot of people know me from because yeah, I yeah. kind of started to flourish there. But I mean, like, I had unlimited money essentially, and I had a nice car, and I had no consequences. I played for one of the best football teams in the country. We won state several years while I was there. My junior year or sophomore year, once we set the record for like attendance at a high school football game. We played in Cowboy Stadium and had 38,000 people there. Holy Jeez. shit. Yeah. What position? I was a center. Fuck, so, dude. Yeah, dude. I couldn't even imagine that. Because I played football, too. We went to states in Jersey, oh, and yeah. we didn't even fill up the first row of the stadium in MetLife. It was like this little tiny little box, and then you see a whole stadium, and it was still empty. Yeah. So our home stadium was like a $19 million football stadium for a high school. It's crazy. Uh, How many kids in the high school? My graduating class was about 700. Oh, fuck. That's a big yeah. school. So now they're about to like 1,000 per graduating class. Yeah. And it's a public school? Yeah. Okay. It's a public school, but it's like a really rich area, so yeah, it's like yeah, a yeah. public school. Sure. And they've gotten in trouble for like moving poor families there and giving them a house so they can have their diversity Athlete's son yeah, yeah. that's very talented <laughs> at sports. Okay. I have a very similar story. There was a kid in my high school. He was 6'10", and he played basketball, and he was very good. And then he got signed by... Well, not signed, but he committed to Syracuse uh -huh. and right before he started at Syracuse it turns out that he was 30 when we were in high school <laughs> yeah how is that a similar story dog <laughs> your well, dude was straight up 30 but he was he was from <laughs> mine were just poor he's from Africa didn't that happen? So they what? came over, we bought him a house, put him in a house, and he lived and then just dated the girls around town holy shit but his, in retrospect our fault. We should have known that he was older. Can yeah. you pull? Can you pull? I'll pull him up. Actually, yeah. I'll show you what he looks like. Can you tell me? This is a photo of him in high school. <laughs> yeah. No shit. <laughs> Did he ever come into class and say, "Look at me. I'm the captain now." Like that's that's a fucking grown man. <laughs> Bro, look at he's fucking ripped. That's that's in our high school. Pope but John. You, wait, you this told is me, literally Syracuse you, son Mustafa dying. So happy to officially well, join Orange. You told me that everyone loved him though. No, right? he was the nicest guy. Nicest yeah. guy in the world. Everyone but, I've met that has moved here from Africa that I've had like any kind of relationship with has yeah. been extremely nice. Yeah. Their families have all been super fucking mean, but they <laughs> have been very nice. <laughs> there was a, a shop in Bedford that was like an African shop, and they had just a little section that was like African blockbuster. So they had all the movies being made in Africa at the time and they were the worst you know, just <laughs> no, the funniest low budget dog <laughs> shit like imagine Bollywood but it's all black people in but is it like they're making original scripts or they're yes. redoing Top Gun no they're, like, they're come here ice come here ice <laughs> it's closer to that but with Top Gun what they would do is they would have cardboard airplanes that, they stood in <laughs> that were like the size of a child and then they would just like zoom in real close <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm flying to you Maverick <laughs> 
it's real bad, dude. <laughs> and hilarious. So I would go in there with one of my buddies, and the, like his aunt ran the shop, and she was so fucking mean to us. Yeah. She would yell, I was like, stop laughing in my store. And I was like, dude, this is really funny, though. <laughs> like, these sex scenes are insane. <laughs> Damn, I'm sorry. So I interrupted. Uh, you were saying uh, high remember. school. Oh, huge... I, so I became like an asshole because I had I, I had impunity. You know, I was respected in this town for playoffs every year. All the football players bleached our hair, so you could go anywhere within like a 30 mile radius of our high school, and people knew who you were because of the bleach and what you were. Yeah, they're like, oh, that's so you a had South status Lake. at like 16. Yeah, like, but like real status, that, like <laughs> meant something. Yeah, dude, I was like tree number three in drama club at 16. Like, yeah, I was in a totally different. Yeah. <laughs> but also, you you said you live next to the Jonas Brothers. Yeah. So did you ever get head. play because of the fact that you live next to Nick Jonas? I got play because my house had a movie theater. Uh, I, like, uh, I drove a sixty thousand dollar truck. Like my first car was a Jaguar. Like that's how Epstein got all those kids. Dude. Yeah. Like kids love money. Like sixteen year old girls are like. What? <laughs> you can get vodka. <laughs> so I was a huge asshole. I mean, I just like I'm the most egotistical piece of shit in the yeah. world. And I like I also have been pretty smart. So it was like, you know, if you have everything going for you, your parents are super rich. You're a smart person. You're playing for a great football team. You're strong. So you can beat up just about anybody that talks shit. Yeah. You're going to be an be a asshole. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. <laughs> dude. You would have bullied the shit out of me. hundred percent. man. <laughs> Dude, and like the worst part, me so hard. The worst part was that it was all I was trying to use all of those other things to try and get people to like me while being unlikable. And then it was like, why doesn't anybody fucking like me? This sucks. Like I think I'm cool. Look at all this shit I have. And then I went to college for a year at an all guy school in the middle of nowhere in Virginia. And I went there wearing all my same Ed Hardy and Affliction and rhinestones yeah, on my yeah. jeans. And I got into fights like every fucking day. <laughs> it just, yeah. Like the tables turned and it went from where I'm an 18 year old top of the, the pecking order big dude to there's a bunch of 24 and 25 year old men at a D3 school that can just beat the living shit out oh, of me because yeah. I'm still a boy you Were know? playing football at the time yeah and they didn't like that I was so cocky and like our first game our first home game we have 7,000 people in the stadiums and I just joked like oh this is kind of like practice <laughs> you know, we usually have like the news yeah, for like yeah. Dallas at our practice you guys have Bunch of old people. That's pretty cool too. You know? <laughs> so, a lot of fights. Uh, uh, your own teammates are kicking your ass. Uh, you were like Correct. a nationally ranked team in high school. Yeah, and you went to D three national championship team in high school. But when I went and toured, I went to like William and Mary mm -hmm. and a couple other D one schools to go and do recruiting visits because I was big and strong. I ran a four nine forty. But I'm only six one. So they would all see me and be like, "You're pretty short." <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, but like I'm so strong. Like, but and short. It was like, okay. <laughs> This guy's stronger and 6'5". Yeah, man. It's, and there's so many people like that. So like D3, I also, my whole thing was I wanted to get into politics. That was like my drive. That's I like work. a big asshole thing. It is. Bingo. Sure. Yeah. Exactly. A big yeah, rich like asshole thing that's like, yeah, I don't know poor people, but I want to make decisions for them. Bingo. Yeah. <laughs> my dad was on John McCain's finance committee. No shit. My senior year of high school. So I had like this picture with John McCain. I go out there because my dad's friends with, he used to be governor and senator of Virginia, George Allen. Okay. So his son Forrest is my age, so we're going to college together so I can be friends with the senator's son, get my ends into politics. So I, I volunteer for this guy, Robert Hurt. You know, so I worked in like politics trying to get that going. And then I realized very quickly that that was all terrible. And I hated it so much. 
and I would way rather just do drugs and get drunk and bang chicks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like, that's so dumb. I don't want to change the world. I want to yeah. fucking finger chicks, dude. That sounds, that sounds way cooler. Uh, but so I flunked out of school after a year because I just got wasted all the time and partied really hard. And I have, you know, a dozen stories from there. The dean of students at that school, two months before I got kicked out, was like, I've been here 35 years and you're the worst behaved student I've ever met. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Sick, uh, so the school in a town called Farmville. Which is, that's a terrible name <laughs> yeah, for a city. A like, name. You shouldn't live there. Fucking Facebook game. Exactly. And it was when that Facebook game was everyone's favorite shit. So just nightmares. And there was a co-ed school in the town by us that was famous for like athletic training. So if you were a football player, you knew all the athletic trainers. That was just the easiest place to get laid. You don't want to fuck any locals. They're disgusting. They're from rural Virginia. They're just <laughs> ew. Yeah. Ew. Just inbred. Ew. Ew, I tried it. It smells. Ugh. <laughs> okay. I banged the Domino's girl. And it was just like, ah. But, I, you know, it was just, I was trying to fuck anything I could. And so we went over to Longwood, which is the school, and we went over to party. And then we just decided oh, we're just going to silly string bitches. So we bought a bunch of silly string. We just drive around just silly string bitches. <laughs> so you see bitches on the side of the road. You're silly string. <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> you tell me at 18, that's not going to be a great time. <laughs> it's a fantastic time. Yeah, it'd be fun now. <laughs> I agree, I agree. <laughs> Their faces are, <laughs> yeah. Drive around UT with Silly String. Have a good time. But so we're leaving and we're smoking weed and driving around in these rural roads just having fun. And we end up getting pulled over. We're like, fuck. We hide the bong. We're just nervous as shit. He's going to smell the weed. And then he tells us like, hey, we know you guys were driving around Silly String and people. You got it on a bunch of cars. You've caused hundreds of dollars of damage. If we want to, we can charge you with a felony for the, the amount of damage you've done in dollars. And we're like, oh, fuck. And he's like, but because you're students, we're going to turn over to your school and let them handle it. The problem was I was on disciplinary probation. So if I got in any kind of trouble whatsoever, immediate expulsion. Mm. So I'm like, fuck. So I go back to school and then we make this appointment to go see the dean. His scheduling lady is this like thousand year old woman named Dottie. And I was on a first name basis with Dottie. So I was, I was, I was on and so Dottie called me on my cell phone. Mike, are you coming in tomorrow? <laughs> and it's me and Hunter. And so I'm like, yeah, we'll be there tomorrow. The day of, we're getting really stoned. And then Hunter's like, oh, no, dude, I'm too high to go to the meeting. So I called Dottie. I'm like, hey, Dottie, Hunter's feeling real sick. Can we move our meeting tomorrow? She's like, you got it, Mike. You know? <laughs> so I move it the next day. I bring Dottie some cookies. And the whole time, Hunter is trying to be like as nonchalant about this as possible. And I'm facing expulsion. I'm freaking out. And we're smoking again because we're idiots. <laughs> and he goes, dude, what if he thinks it's funny? Like, what if Dean Clyde <laughs> just laughs? <laughs> thing. I'm like, fuck you, dude. Like, just fuck you. You piece of shit. He's not going to think it's funny. I hate you so much. So we finally make it to our meeting and we're sitting there and Dean Klein is, he sounds just like Ben Stein. Like, he's just, giving us the fucking nth degree and he's telling us how terrible it is and how rude it is and how it puts a shame uh, like a stain on the reputation of our school and blah 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 and he goes and I would be doing so much more if I didn't find it so god darn funny <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, shit out of my eyeballs. Like, what? Oh Hunter, are you God? What happened? <laughs> so, like, I had a lot of situations like that where I should have been totally fucked and I was uh, not. Yeah. So, it made me a very bad person. <laughs> and, and until I, I went to this thing called Pathways, I was just a shithead. So, I was like, what are you going to do about it? I'd never get in trouble. Yeah. You know? I'd been arrested for weed and then they took me in the front seat of the cop car and I ended up. So, this is my freshman year. We ended up hotboxing the police car. <laughs> no, dude, I, I get arrested at school. They drive me to the police station. I sit upstairs in a rolly chair. I'm just like sitting around. I'm trying to be gangster and text all my friends, like, 
like, I'm not going to snitch. And they're like, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> and I go to like six weeks of classes for it. It gets expunged from my record. I pass a drug test six months later. And then because of that, they paid for all of my textbooks when I went to college. So I got arrested for weed. And in exchange for that, I got $2,500. You know? <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, dude. I think that is what white privilege is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. That's what happens when you're rich and white is yeah. that there's all these different deferred adjudication programs that you just have to know to get into. And there's only so many spots. So they expunge my record and then I get a benefit from it. Wow. Whoa. Yeah. That's what. So what was like the one thing where you're like, ah, oh, maybe I should stop being an asshole because you're not an asshole now. That training is what training like, turned was... it all over because I didn't realize at any point during that that I was being an asshole. Oh. Like that That was This is all self-reflection That came later Where I realized What a piece of shit I was What did mom and dad think When you would get in trouble So mom was always busy She worked a lot Single mom And she She knew I had a good heart And she loves Jesus mm-hmm. So she always Just pray for me Yeah, you know? she, She's like You're gonna be okay I love you very much I pray for you But wait, was she the type of person That would like Force you to go to church She tried to for a while And then I was bigger than her <laughs> 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 I think my mom's like 5'3 Buck 20 like mm-hmm. She's a little bitty lady So when I was like 12 I was like, I'm not going to church anymore. <laughs> and I think it, it stopped at like 15. See, I'm yeah. 25 and my mom still scares me. So yeah. I am going to church. Yeah, I get I'm that. sitting in the car before she gets there. You know, yeah. I hate church so much. I mean, like I, I was like an altar boy and did all the Catholic shit forever. And now my mom just goes to like non denom But I mean, they were fine about getting in trouble. My dad was a dick, but he also worked a lot because he loves money. And then my stepmom kind of got stuck with the role of disciplinarian, but she's just an evil cunt. So, so it's just like we ignore she you. It. She embraced it. Yeah, she was. That was the perfect role for her to play. She's like, yeah, I get to be mean. This rules. You know? My uh, dad turned to me when I was young, and he's like, listen, any idea that you ever get, I've already done it, and I've done it better than you, so I'm gonna catch you. Yeah. And he did every time. Damn. See, my dad gave me that kind of speech, but he was like, let me help you, like bring it to the next level. Oh, that's <laughs> <You know>? cool. <laughs> he told me about a story in high school where they had pranked a kid by breaking into his car, unscrewing the back seat and putting a dead fish under it and then screwing it back in so he couldn't find it. And then the fish rots and it just ruins the car and you have to oh. take the seat out and clean it. So he told me that and I was like, great fucking idea. <laughs> <laughs> so me and my best friend in high school broke into this kid's car and we put like 40 salmon fillets that we had bought from Walmart oh under his back seat God. and then screwed it all in there. But we did it when he had left with his family for vacation for two months. So it was the Texas summer for two months in his car with the windows sealed just in this thing. Yeah. That's why fermenting, right? Somewhere exists. If you remember break.com. Yeah. We had a couple of videos like go viral on there. But one of them was this kid's name was Jack. But we filmed when Jack got home and went to open his car door. We waited forever to catch it and like he finally gets back in town and it took like two fucking days for him to drive this car it's a piece of shit fuck you jack uh, <laughs> yeah, and then, fuck jack yeah yeah fuck jack Not the guys that put 40 <laughs> fucking fillet of fish in the back seat of his car <laughs> for two months no fuck the guy for <laughs> watching television when he got home from vacation fuck you jack <laughs> yeah, yeah, waiting for two months to see him drive i know you know how long i had to wait back. to be fair i'm surprised that you remember it like two yeah. months later you're kidding we talked about it every day like dude <laughs> 
Jack is going to be so pissed off. What we didn't expect is that Jack was going to projectile vomit within half a second of opening the door. Because it's an old piece of shit car. Oh, the other thing, too, is so me and my best friend are from a rich family, and Jack is one of the few poor kids that go to our school. Oh, so like, yeah, fuck you. It's his only possession. It's the, it's the only thing in his life. We're like, we're going to ruin it. Oh, and wait, so did he throw up in the car, or did he throw up outside the car? So he, un- he has to unlock it manually. Just, and, <laughs> Fuck you. And so he does that, and then when he gets here, it's just like right here, and then <gasps> all down the side of the fucking car, and then it's just like confusion and fear, and then him turning and hearing us because we're dying of laughter from a bush, and then him running at us, and that's the end of the video. <laughs> oh, and it's filmed on like a like a Motorola Razor or some shit. Cause it's, that's even worse. Since he was poor, he had to deal with it, right? Yeah. <laughs> that means he's going to have to clean that because that's the only way he can yeah. get to his job. <laughs> 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 Fuck you, Jack. <laughs> See, oh I can still be mean. <laughs> it's right there. Just always ready to be oh activated. But that's a good uh, skill for being a comedian, though. Yeah. Just always have like asshole mode ready to go. Bingo! Yeah, yeah, dude, it's so useful when people are being rude on, like, if they're heckling you or saying anything. Yeah. Okay, so we're running out of time, but th- there's still so much more I want to ask you. Um, fucking tell us how Giggle Boys got started. For those of you that oh, don't know, yeah. Mike hosts a great podcast, Giggle Boys, with Eli Halpern. Hashtag Brody Lowballer. Has we strive to get there. The cricket man himself. Dude, y'all are doing it. That's that's the exact same thing we did. I so my whole thing was I was never gonna start a podcast until I had a reason to, because everybody has a fucking podcast and i'm just so sick of i didn't need another shitty podcast yeah. and i didn't have any talent at it yet i hadn't done any i'd been a guest on you know 20 or something like that and uh i decided i want to do a weed themed podcast where i got comedians high and then we cooked their favorite munchie so i filmed a few episodes of it i got it started and then right after that is when i met Brittany. right after i met her uh we, we get married. I'm out here coming to visit her like a week after we get married to go do our honeymoon. And I get arrested and charged with a felony for weed. So, fuck. I, I can't make a weed podcast Is that what, anymore. Is that you were going to go to court today for? Yeah. So, <laughs> it, it finally got dropped from a felony to a misdemeanor. And now I'm waiting to do the misdemeanor court part okay. over two years later. Yeah, so, whoa. I mean, it's fucking nightmare. But so, I'm. Uh, that's October of 2020. And I... It's like, fuck, well, I got to move to Austin now. And Eli had just moved here. And, and you knew him from L.A. Yeah. And we had fun and we talked easily. So Gary Faust, who Eli has known forever through like friend groups and drinking buddies, had just built a studio in the attic of his house. Yeah, I've seen it. The he, Faust Studios. Yeah. yeah. And, it, and it's so much nicer now. Than, shout out Gary Faust. He's tattooed on my body. Oh, wow. uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, so me and Eli were like, fuck it. Let's just we'll record a couple episodes of something and just see how it goes. We'll go record at Gary's studio. So the first th- time we sit down, he's like, hey, what do you want to call it? And we're like, fucking, I have no idea. Eli's Jewish, so we were going to call it Mike and Kikes. Okay. Have it on a Mike and Ike's box, but change the letters and the logos. Mike and Kikes is brought to you by Manscaped. Right, exactly. <laughs> so that no-go. And at the time, I had filled out my taxes for the first time where I'd had any comedy money, and I put my profession, because you put anything, as Giggle Boy. That's what I do for a living. I make people, I'm a Giggle Boy, I make yeah. people giggle. And it was my Twitter handle. So I was like, well, let's just say it's Giggle Boys. And then we'll find a good name later. And he's like, all right, that's fine. So he never found a good name later. <laughs> you foo fightered uh, it. Yeah. And so we episode, I think, 11. We had a clip hit two and a half million on TikTok. And then Manscaped reached out to us. And we had like a six-month sponsorship with them. And then episode 21 or 22, we had Brian Holtzman on. Uh-huh. 
and we got the the eyes on us from Drinking Bros, and they had us on as mm. guests, and then we just crushed that episode, and all of their fans were like, we want to see more of these people, and they had a slot on their lineup where they needed a comedy podcast, so oh. they signed us to a year deal of being on their network. That's and awesome. That's sick. Yeah, How's it so, been? Dude, it's been really fun. Yeah. It's been wildly cool. I mean, I grew up, like I said, like this rich area, so of course I wanted to be black. I mean, like, right? <laughs> like, like, like duh. <laughs> So I, you know, I would wear do rags and I would buy, you know, mall jewelry and wear wife beaters and hats on top of my do rags. Yeah. And I love Malibu's Most Wanted. And yeah, you, so you good. are Jamie Kennedy. Yeah, and then I got to meet him. <laughs> That's and I got cool. to talk to him and I got to tell him what I thought DMT did and how it, like the universe works. Oh, I and, saw that video. Yeah, and then Jamie Kennedy's like, "That's fucking brilliant." I'm like, "Ah, oh, yeah, what?" That's, <laughs> that's, that's such a crazy thing to get to happen. So yeah, that's yeah, so fucking cool. cool. But like being a part of a big podcast studio like that, do you guys get to do whatever you want for your podcast, or do they ever have any say? Our only rules are you can't say the N word. Bummer. Uh, oh, you man. you don't talk bad about first responders, police, EMS, firefighters, any of that, because that's 90% of the network. And then the other rule was to do with advertising stuff, like do your ads yeah, and yeah. get your, like do them as they're written. Don't just but, riff but on it. You're like, uh, we're going to have a guy come on and talk about worms for a while. So, <laughs> that like, doesn't break any of the rules. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It doesn't break any rules. Now, listen, we're already at an hour, so I want to wrap it up soon, but I have one or two things to show you guys. Oh, uh, go to the picture first, actually? The yeah, the picture's kind of funny, too. Yeah, this is savage. So this lady called Kelly Rowland ugly, and then she recreated the photo <laughs> from her Facebook profile and posted them side by side. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking amazing. She bought, yeah. the, she bought the like the same bathing suit and everything. Yeah, that's also not the same bathing suit because the one on the left is a four X. <laughs> yeah. That's been my shit the whole time. That makes I got into a huge argument on Facebook when uh, they made that fat chick. Not the swimsuit model, but this was years ago when they made the fat chick on the whatever underwear brand on the billboard in New York. Victoria's Secret? One of them. Okay. But they put a big old fatty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And with a gut <laughs> and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like maybe Lizzo, but one of those. And she's like all flexing and everything. But the thing is, one, they airbrushed the photo. Mm -hmm. They still photoshopped it. And two, they custom tailored all of those garments. So they they do even, not like, sell, sell those. You <laughs> cannot buy fatty underwear from this company. If you are shaped like this lady, you got to buy their shit and then spend $100 to get it to fit around your fat ass. Oh, my God. Like, That's fucked. And so me, they're like, look, we like fats now. No, you don't. You like a popular famous person that is also fat, and then you airbrush the shit out of them because you're still like, ew, gross, about fatties. And that's fine. I'm fine with that. We should be, ew, gross, fatties. Now, that's great. I'll tell you, this is a, this is a, this is a pro fat girl podcast okay? <laughs> okay i have a type you like fatties oh i he love does. them i love yeah, big girls have they're you my done favorite. a fat girl no i don't I, I but just... have you tried it no you gotta try it better you gotta try it all right. Telling you. The thing is, you're small, so you don't have the problem that I have with big girls, which is there's just too much mass together. Yeah. That's a lot of sweat. I got a gut. Yeah, now, yeah. If she's got an ass and my gut, those are pushing against each other, creating clearance. You know, That's less dick that I can get in if my gut is pushed against her fat ass. So, you know, you gotta go when you're this size, you got to go smaller. But yeah. for you, you guys, you're great. But you got it. Here's the thing about fat girls. No matter what anyone says, the best blowjobs in the world will come from a fat girl. That's because true. One, low self-esteem. Yeah. 
No one ever hits on her except as a last opportunity. You're a good looking dude. You're a skinny guy. You hitting on her. A lot of bells and whistles are going to go off. Finally, her father's approval kind of thing. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, my dad's going to be proud of me, but the, that pride is at the base of Greg's penis. Oh. <laughs> and, and I'm going to do my other favorite activity, which is shoveling things in my fat fucking face. <laughs> so that one-two combo is going to end up with a double chin hitting your balls. <laughs> and I mean, you know, if it makes her feel good about herself. like Yeah, correct. It, yeah. But don't look at it like it's charity because she's going to taste that. No, no, no. It's <laughs> not. Time out, time out. Yes. I don't want it no, to that's... seem like I have sex with a fat woman because of charity. Dude, no. I am no, yeah, into it, it, bro. Correct. Yeah. For you, you're not as into it, but it's the same way. You wouldn't go to a Chinese place and be like, ew, they're Chinese. Just, <laughs> go there, try the food, be excited. Yeah. It's not a pity job. You're not no. like, oh, I'll help the Chinese. They need help. Like, yeah. No, I, mean, I want to like, try like a pork bun. Well, yeah. I mean, it's like if I go to a Chinese restaurant, the food looks absolutely disgusting. I'm yeah. not going to eat it, but like, you know, if it's just Chinese, yeah. Yeah. Also, can you close your eyes? Does it smell good? It'll be fine. Yeah. Like, <laughs> if you have a person who knows food, just huh? telling you that it's good food, go eat the food. But yeah. also, here's here's something that people don't think about, right? Yeah. With a big girl, no, no, it's for the, with a small girl, right? Yeah. You're like, oh, dude, I fucking gave it to her last night. Like, I'm a fucking I'm a real man. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, I've she's 90 that. pounds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 90 pounds, you real man, bro? When you can when you can do that, and she 350? Bro, that's a man. 300 plus, you've done that? Uh, come close. That's wild. The the Can I tell a decently long story? Yeah, dude, we are, what time is it? 5.44. 5.41? Okay, yeah, go for it. Like I told you, I was in that like a long-term relationship. Before I was married, this was back like 2013 to 2016. In 2015, I lost 90 pounds. And then, like, three months after I had lost the weight, me and this girl broke up. So I'm single and the thinnest I've now ever been. Hot face. And I have my whole apartment to myself, and I have a lot of freedom and decent money. And I have so much money now that I'm not spending it on this chick anymore. It's like, whoa, everything's at my fingertips. Yeah. So I'm just, I download Tinder for the first time. So I'm just slanging dick left and right, <laughs> having so much fun. And then there's one night where, like, I had gone through a bunch, and I'm just sad, and I want to get laid, and there's no matches on Tinder. I'm just like, fuck, I need to get laid. And I and then there's an old app that I'd used that was like the OG Tinder called Who's Here. And it just... <laughs> yeah. uh -huh. that That's a lot more <laughs> apt of a name, isn't it, though? Yeah. It's like, Who's Here? And it <laughs> the, 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 the app should be called yeah, 2 a.m. Closing Time. <laughs> so the way the app works, it shows you their profile picture, if they're online, their name, their age, how many miles away, and then like a 10-word bio. So I message this girl and go, hey, what's up? She goes, do you want to hook up? I'm like, oh, it's a robot. And I'm like, oh, man, that sucks. I thought you were a real person. She goes, no, I'm a real person. Huh? I'm just horny. <laughs> and I was like, that's crazy. So am I. <laughs> You'll never believe it. That's why I'm here. Uh, <laughs> and so she's like, well, do you have a place? Uh, my parents are home. I can't really have any people over, but we can go in my car. And I was like, no, I have a place. You can just come over. Is it really you in your pictures? And in her pictures, she's got like she's fat face for sure, but I couldn't tell how big. It was just like you know, it's whatever, it's fine, it's yeah. last resort, unless it's you know like my six hundred pound life, I'm probably fine with it. But so I, I, she's like, yeah, that's really me. And then she sends a picture of her face and like a little like piece, like doing a little piece sign. And I'm like, eh, that's probably real enough. Also, if it's someone like worst case scenario, I'd probably beat him up. 
You know, like, somebody, <laughs> like, like if it's somebody trying to fuck with me, like I probably fucking, I, 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 I'll knock a bitch out. You know, so I give her my address. Wait outside. The way my apartments are designed, I'm on the second floor, but it's on the side of a building. So my back stairs are just a normal duh, duh, second floor. But the front stairs by the leasing office close to where she parked is floor of stairs, like a row of stairs to get up the hill and then two stairs straight in a row. So it's like three flights of stairs back to back to back, like a mountain of stairs. Mm -hmm. And so I had her park there and then I see her get out of her car and it's a big one. You know, <laughs> she is the big old girl. She's large. She's the driving big girl. the official gr fat girl car Mustang. Yep. Like she gets out of the Mustang and oh, I see one, her struggle to get out on her own, which is like, that's not good. And then two, she is not capable of walking the same way that you or I walk where our legs go in yeah, a line. Side to side. She has to waddle and rotate yeah. because there's not enough clearance between her thighs for her to have a normal gait. So she's like, <laughs> and so I go down the three flights of stairs to go meet her. I'm like, hey, I'm Mike. She's like, hi, I'm Raquel. You know, and so I'm like, nice to meet you, Raquel. This is so cool. Black girl? Um, no, white girl. White girl. Fat white girl, fake blonde hair, look like a bowling ball. Uh, <laughs> big white shiny bowling ball in a big blue shirt kind of like a kool-aid man kind of thing uh, so so we get to the stairs and we're talking and then she looks at the stairs and looks back at me and then looks at the stairs and looks at me like you know like uh, and i was like it's okay i'm just right at the top of these stairs so we start going up the stairs and we got about 10 stairs she goes i need a break oh no so she's just breathing on the stairs i was like all right i'll go get you some water so <laughs> I get her some water. I take three or four shots of tequila. Because <laughs> I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> this isn't going to go well. <laughs> so I pour myself a little glass of tequila. Pour her a glass of water. Go back down the stairs. Go down the stairs. Give her the water. She drinks the water. And she's like, all right. And then she gets up another, like, five stairs. It's like, I'm sorry. My legs are just hurting. <laughs> I'm like, get the fuck out. So I'm just sitting. Is about she like halfway up at this point, too? About halfway. So it's like either direction. She's Correct. She's not going to. Her best option at this point is to hold her limbs in and just roll down. <laughs> That's the best thing that could happen. So I. Now, are you thinking like, dude, I don't know if my bed can take this. Oh, no. I, no my bed. Uh, I didn't have. My bed frame was on the ground. Because I am fat already. <laughs> and I don't like to be off the ground that much anyways. So, but so I'm looking at her and I want to encourage her. And the booze is starting to hit in. So I run back up to the house and I drink a lot more. <laughs> like, I couldn't tell you how many shots, but I, I took like a glass like this and just poured until it felt good. And then I was just like, <laughs> like let's go! <laughs> and then I go back and then I'm Tony Robbins. I'm five, six stands in front of me like, come on, you got this. Come on. This is going to be so much fun. I got some snacks in my room. Let's fucking, let's fucking go! <laughs> So now I'm just like P90X at the top of the stairs for her, like, Raquel, Raquel, Raquel. And so she finally gets to the top. And she's like, that was kind of embarrassing. I was like, for both of us, but let's go. <laughs> so we get back into my apartment. We sit on the couch. I bring her some more water. I offer her some booze. You know, I make like a margarita for her. I drink more straight tequila. And then I make a margarita for me. 
So I'm sauced at this point. It's like, so what's up? She's like, how, how did you get drunk? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's fine. What's up? Yeah. So what's up? Yeah. And she goes, well, do you want to just do this? And I was like, I don't, I don't think I'll be able to fuck at this point. And she's like, no, I just want to suck your dick. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> Fucking yes. That's all I wanted anyways. That's, that's so cool. And it just cost me my dignity. You know, that's, that's a hooker I can afford. <laughs> so she goes in, into my room with me. I lay down on my bed. She kneels on the side of the bed. And then she takes out of like a pocket or somewhere over on this side under a flap like a little washcloth. It's like the consistency of like a tablecloth you would get like a at, handkerchief. Like a, yeah, like we would get at a nice restaurant. Like the thing they put the silverware yeah, yeah, yeah. in, like a tablecloth like that. Yeah. So she takes one of those out and puts it under my like ball area. And I'm like, "What?" <laughs> Not going to argue, but also <laughs> What? <laughs> it's table manners. Yes. <laughs> I'm confused. This is so, a Southern Belle. Are you in Dallas? Area yeah, time? I am. So she unzips and then I'm soft. So she starts soft and she's just like. <laughs> <laughs> like a fucking Dyson. My soft dick is all skinny in the middle and thick at the bottom of the top because she's just full sucking it and just trying to get the blood to go there. She's just. <laughs> as hard as she can and then just like. <laughs> And I'm like, whoa, <laughs> you know, this is crazy. That's a lot of effort. And also, like, I don't have to impress her, so I don't care that it's soft and small right now. It'll be, <laughs> it'll be a little more impressive in a minute, right? So, so I'm waiting, and then she starts going to town, and then she's just, <laughs> like, she's going to fucking town, going crazy. And again, I don't have to impress her, so I'm like, I can come whenever I want. You, know? <laughs> like, you already coached her up the stairs. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just like, I heard this. So I was like, yeah. <laughs> And then, like, dude, I swear I came so hard it, like, popped her hair back, dude. It's just, like, fucking, bah! And she never stops, like, and she's like, she's going to get every last drop. And then I'm done. She takes the tablecloth and, like, wipes her mouth with it and then stuffs it in her shirt. And then she gets up. I remember the sound of the bed going, when she pushes herself to stand up. And then she walked. And I figured she's going to the kitchen to get a drink, going to the bathroom. I'm just going to lay there and enjoy what just happened to me. So I'm just laying there like, <laughs> Fuck that was awesome And then I hear my front door close And I'm like what So like I get up and I like put my pants like back up And I'm like Hart, And I throw some shoes on And I'm walking I open the door and I look and she's not there And I'm like well goddamn, the stairs will slow her down <laughs> <laughs> So I go to the edge of the stairs And she's not on the stairs And her fucking Mustang's gone She's already pulled out I'm like what the fuck fuck is going on so i get on the app like that yeah i'll go message her on that but i go on the app she's not on the app anymore i'm like what just fucking happened so i think it was a mythical creature <laughs> i think that's what a cock goblet is <laughs> i think it's a really fat girl that like hides in caves and waits for sad guys that need to come and then goes on apps seeks them out and then she had the tablecloth because it's like her favorite meal and she's like i'm about to eat and then she fucking oh! that's why she was so excited she ate and then she disappeared back into the night to hibernate for another six wow. months until she needs it she climbed the stairs like, yeah maybe that's, that's maybe that is like the thing right that's like, her test if i'm a that's good person the test. yeah <laughs> Will he be a dick on the stairs? It's like a bridge troll, but it's a yeah. stair whore, you know? Yeah. <laughs> a stair slut. Yeah. <laughs> she did like the most exercise she's done in probably like months just to suck your dick. I think she could fly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think that that was a test because you physically you're like, there's no way she can do this. But I cheered her on. 
Wow. Yeah. Yeah, you were worthy. Yeah. So I. I just need to be more encouraging to people. That's yeah. the lesson I've learned. So do a fat chick is what I'm saying. Because <laughs> you might get to meet the cock goblin. <laughs> we could be Eskimo bros with a mythical creature. <laughs> Whoa. She, what area is she in? DFW, I assume. But I, I bet it goes everywhere. Yeah. You know? like, yeah. yeah, she can fly. Yeah, she, she can... finds the saddest cum. She can smell it like a bloodhound. Uh. So. I've been in kind of a good mood recently. Well, you gotta fix. You gotta fix <laughs> gotta that sad, if you want to meet the cock goblin. But listen, that I don't know. I think we gotta call it. Um, yeah. Fucking Mike, Jesus Christ! Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Listen, guys, yeah, this has awesome. been the Jimmy Clifford Show podcast. Fun, yeah. Mike, yeah. fucking call out all your handles and everything. Uh, shows coming up. We're gonna put it all in the description. Just go to Mike is Eaten on Instagram. Is where all my shit is. I post all my dates on there. Giggle yeah. Boys podcast. Yeah, Giggle Boys podcast is always good to check out. But yeah, like I put everything in my link tree. So, what do you like people watching better? Is it like a listening or a visual? I think visuals better. Yeah. Um, just because there's so many things that happen. And you guys have like a legitimate studio. Yeah, it's a nice studio. They they hooked us up with that, and then we we have like some new. We have a giraffe now. Cool. <laughs> it's like a child's costume that sits kind of next to us. There it's you fun. go. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Like a mascot. Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah just like there. a monkey. Yeah, exactly. That looks like the monkey. You know they eat monkey brains while the monkeys are still alive in parts of China? <laughs> I did not like know. A delicacy. I knew they ate it, the monkey brains. I didn't know the monkey was alive. Yeah. It's fucked. Yeah. So it's like, better when it's Do tingling. they use the head yeah. as like the bowl? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh. I mean, it's kind of shaped that way, right? That's a cool <laughs> way. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway. <on> <laughs> <laughs> Listen, guys, thank you for watching. This has been the Jimmy Clifford Show podcast. Woo! I'm your host, Jimmy Clifford. Greg DePaul. Mike Eaton. JJ. Hell yeah, guys. See you Woo! next week. Peace.